You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Step onto the sexy streets of animal attraction that is New York City. Welcome to Pets in the City, Life in the Urban Jungle. Join host Diane West as she explores the exciting lives, loves, and laments of the people and pets in the world's greatest city. Pets in the City, like the city itself, has something for everyone. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So get ready to get dressed to the canines and take a bite out of the Big Apple with your Pets in the City host, Diane West. Hello, all you cyber cats, kittens, canines, and critters under all creation. This is Diane West coming at you from the greatest city in the world. And you know by now that's New York City with Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. And I have just finished playing Santa by bringing eight, eight Grey's papayas, four Starbucks chocolates, three turtle doves, and a partridge, I think, somewhere to talk with Luke and his two boys who are working for Canines for Cancer. We will be right back. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo, the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe. It's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. 
My pet experts will be coming to the party to answer your pet questions. And they'll also be sharing their favorite stories and messages with us. But I'll be asking them some tough questions. We'll get their opinions on the hot-button topics like the pit bull ban, pet food, vaccines, religion, politics, and animals, cat decline, and the latest news. Whatever's turning the animal world on its head, we'll be talking about at the animal party. This party's got bite. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? So, it is a very brisk December day on 91st Street and Museum Mile, and I have the pleasure of walking with... Luke. You have a last name, too. Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke Robinson. Luke Robinson. And his two absolutely gorgeous, I always pronounce their name They are Great Pyrenees. Pyrenees. Uh-huh. Hudson and Murphy. That's and right. one is more gorgeous than the other. And I think they've even met a friend along the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And now we're going to have some pictures of Murphy and Hudson. Yeah. Norwich Terrier? Uh-huh. Wow. That's the one that was in Wizard of Oz, right? I think so. Yeah, it looks like Dorothy's dog. <laughs> hey, Toto. So these two beautiful animals and Luke are walking with from, you got to be kidding me, you walked from Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, that's right. And you're, you're still not finished, you're on your way to where? Boston, Austin to Boston. And you're doing this, why? We're doing it to raise awareness and educate people about comparative oncology. It's a partnership between pets and people to uh, eradicate cancer. Now tell us a little bit about that. So, in other words, is this research that happens that will benefit both people cancers as well as canine cancers? Yeah, what science has taught us is that dogs get uh, and cats get the same type of cancer that people get. They get brain cancer, breast cancer, melanoma, lymphoma, uh, and uh, it's pretty much the same uh, tumor tissue. And uh, and uh, it's pretty much the same tumor tissue. And uh, so there's. Um, if we want to understand what's causing cancer in people, uh, we need to look to the pets. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a little bit controversial sometimes? Because people say, well, you're testing on animals, you shouldn't be doing that. But, I, well, I it's, mean- not, it's not animal testing. It's basically, there's a, there are probably several million dogs every year that get cancer. A lot of them don't have access to the latest in chemotherapy and treatments and therapies. So... Comparative oncology is not animal testing on dogs. It's give, giving them access to some of the latest drugs and, and therapies out there so that um, we can learn how that they may be of benefit to people as well. Great. Now, are there certain dogs um, like the Great Pyrenees that are more susceptible to cancer or certain other breeds of dogs? Well, yeah. Large breed dogs are more prone to certain type of cancers. Uh, some, there are some small breed dogs, but... Uh, yeah, dog breeds are spe- are certainly more prone to certain types of cancers. Sure. So now, is that the larger dogs or the smaller dogs? Sometimes I hear different things. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely not a, an oncologist or a veterinarian, so I wouldn't know. Uh, I just know that I've had large breeds all my life, and I know that they're definitely more prone to to, to bone cancer. Yeah. And that could be heartbreaking too, because then they I guess have to remove a limb or something like that. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Uh huh. Now, what do you do when you're not walking dogs from Austin to Boston? Uh, that's pretty much all I do. 
I mean, if, I'm, if we're not walking, we're out there doing events and talking to people and building a network of people who have been touched by cancer while we walk uh, across this great nation. So this is all we do. This is my world, my life. Now, when we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about some of the rather bizarre towns, it sounds like, you have visited along the way. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the city will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties, Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast, right, Diane? All right, so Luke. I was looking at some of the, you know, crazy places you went. Oh. I don't want to ask what Rabbit Hash, whatever, what, what town was that? Oh, Rabbit Hash, Kentucky was actually a wonderful place. It's so cool. I actually have a dog there named Lucy Lou that's the mayor. So. It's the mayor? Yeah, they have a dog for a mayor. Yeah. Okay. And and do I dare ask where the name Rabbit Hash came from? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I talked to a lot of the locals there. Um, and I never, I never got a square answer, uh, or at least some, nobody really told me where the name originated. But it, it's this really cool, bucolic town right on the Ohio River. And uh, for many years now, they've actually been uh, allowing people to be able to, you know, any, anyone can run for mayor in Rabbit, Rabbit Hash. So like this past election, they had a couple of donkeys, some cats, a couple of dogs, and uh, whoever... It's, it costs a dollar a vote, so their thinking is, you know, politicians are bought and paid for anyway, so <laughs> we might as well do it above board rather than under, you know. I was going to say, with, with running mates like that, we just had a mayor election up here. One of them might have had a shot. That's right, yeah. And so so it's a dollar a vote, and all the money goes to the historic, Historical Society of Rabbit Hash, so it's a way for them to raise money to preserve the history of the, the town there, the township there. And uh, uh, Mayor Lucy Liu, actually, uh, she got, I think, 8,000-something votes. So I talked to her father, and he said, yeah, I bought and paid for that election fair and square. So now you, t- <laughs> you talked to her father, meaning her human father? That's or right. Her dog father. That's right, no. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh my gosh. Now, Lucy Lou meaning the, the actress Lucy Lou? No, it's L O U. Lucy L O U. Oh, like, so like a Louisiana. Lucy Lou. Like a southern, yeah. Southern. Gotcha. Okay. So, what, tell me some other towns that you've been uh, passing through that have, I mean, I know they're all special, but is there any one in particular that, you know, kind of stays with you as you're walking? You know, I, I, I love Philly. You know, it's a great town, very neat. You know, we walked uh, up the Avenue of the Arts and then we turned on Walnut Street or walnut and uh, then we went up to independence hall so uh, being able to walk since we've been walking across this country you know being able to walk where you know the birthplace of the nation i mean that was really awesome mm -hmm. it was amazing beautiful area but i gotta tell you i'm kind of a corny kind of guy so i think i was more excited to do the rocky steps i mean <laughs> we did yeah we did the rocky steps and did you do the whole you know background music and you, you jumped around when you were up there <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, but, but we did do the raise the arms and took pictures and stuff. So All right. We, well, we got to get a picture of that somewhere. So now, what what happens when people? I mean, I'm, I'm noticing people as we're walking down Fifth Avenue. Uh -huh. Usually, New Yorkers aren't really phased by too much, but you know, you guys do draw attention. I saw people taking pictures of you. You said as you were crossing over the GW, people were stopping. Yeah. Were you surprised at the reaction you got when you came into the Big Apple? No, I'm a big guy with a big back pack walking with two big white furry dogs and one's dressed like Santa Paws and the other one's got a backpack on so I, I think probably most New Yorkers have seen just about everything but I don't think they've seen this before so I don't know you have a hard act to follow Luke we got naked cowboys and all kinds of things running around but but I, I'd rather see you in the two dogs yeah I don't think the naked cowboy can hold a candle to Hudson and Murphy so I agree again, that's my own personal belief in my humble opinion no I I agree with you 100 percent apologies to the naked cowboy I love you also but does he sing does he actually sing yeah he does, does sing he have a good voice more eye candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's in magnificent does he wear, shape. Does he wear that, that underwear or what does he wear, like a thong or something like that? <laughs> in, in, this, in this weather? Because if he wears a thong in this weather, then, then I do commend him. Let me tell you something. I commend him as well. I don't think he, I don't think he's actually embraced the thong yet. But oh, you know what? I thought that was popular pure man thong. <laughs> That's what I heard anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, Luke, if this happens, this momentous occasion, I will take a picture and send it just for you. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to talk to two of your walking colleagues here. Yeah, actually, one of them flew all the way up from Colorado to be a part of this weekend. So Ladies, very special. can you introduce yourselves while we're walking and talking? Go ahead. Sure. My name is Hope, and I have two dogs that have had cancer. I had a Boston Terrier with brain cancer. I lost her on Valentine's Day of this year. And I also have an American Bulldog named Lily, and she's been battling osteosarcoma or bone cancer for 20, 29 months now. They originally told me that she had three or four months to live, and she's had three surgeries, 14 rounds of chemo, and she survived longer than 90% of the dogs. She sounds like a tough little look. Oh, she's awesome. She's been through all these medical procedures and chemo treatments, and like a trooper, hasn't phased her at all. Now, how did you come upon Luke and, and Hudson and Murphy? I met Luke in August of 2008. I was driving from Denver to Memphis. I live in Colorado. and. Somebody had told me that my dog had two, the vets had told me that my dogs had two months to live. And I thought I was going to take a, one last road trip to see my family. And as I was driving there, somebody called me on the phone and said that some guy's walking across the country for cancer. So that's where I ran into him. And you just decided to join him? Well, I just decided to follow him. I followed him on the internet and, you know. The internet's warmer. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Much warmer than today, yes. Maybe I should have stuck to the internet. <laughs> 
And I'm sorry, and your friend here is Trini? Yes, I am Trini. Uh, I learned about Luke and his two buddies on the ASPCA Twitter account, mm -hmm. and I thought it was a really good cause. Uh, my first dog died of cancer. I thought it was a really good cause, and I wanted to walk with him through the city. I live in the city. So that's how I ended up here. When you say this city, you mean this city? Yep, New York City. All right. All right. Now, now um, Trini and Hope, I wanted to ask you, so I was talking with Luke a little bit too. I, I know you probably don't have that much of medical backgrounds, but you, you have experience with, sadly, with dogs with cancer. Does it seem like there's a lot more dogs with cancer lately? It just seems like a lot of them are being diagnosed with, with this. Well, I'm a pharmacist, so I do have a little bit of medical background, but it's like, I don't know, 25% of the dogs, one in four dogs get cancer or die of cancer. So, yeah, the, the incidence definitely seems to be going up. Yeah, seems to be hearing more and more about it. More people confront you. You hear more people with dogs that have cancer, small dogs, big dogs. Now, now why is that? Is that because we have better diagnostic tools to actually catch it or, or is there I don't know in your opinion is there something in our nutrition that we're feeding them what, what's I think it's a little bit of everything I think it's probably nutrition breeding genes the environment I think people probably do take their vet dogs to the vet more often and maybe it's getting diagnosed where years ago it would just not have been diagnosed fully agree to that nothing to add yeah, no, I think it's a mix of everything now, you know now you can test for everything so I just Right, and people are treating their pets like family members, so more people are taking their pets to the vet for maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago they wouldn't have. And I mean, especially in the in this economic climate, I, I can imagine especially, you know, cancer treatments can get prohibitively expensive. Oh, it's outrageously expensive. You know, my dogs had three surgeries, um, 14 rounds of chemo, but that she was my priority. I, I did without other things. But I, I mean, it's just—it's—it must be heartbreaking for certain people that have probably had to make that choice. Like, horrible. Yeah. Yep. Have you met people like that? Oh, ab absolutely. And my heart goes out to them. I was fortunate that I had the money and that I could do it, but I definitely understand how some people can't do it. Now, is there ever a time that this is always a, a sad question, but uh, to ask, is there a time when every dog, cat, other? animal owner says you know what I'm not gonna put my animal through this anymore is that particularly true with cancer in terms of treatment well I've had a lot of people tell me that they do, they didn't want to put their dog through chemo but my dog has been through 14 rounds of chemo and chemo for dogs is a little bit different than chemo for hu humans when you're giving chemo to a human a lot of times the doctors dose it to save the life at all costs with dogs it is dosed at a lower dose so the side effects are somewhat less and their drugs, like if nausea is a problem, their drugs it can be prescribed to help the nausea. And with humans, you know, so many people worry about losing their hair. Most of the time the dogs don't lose their hair and if they do lose their hair, they don't care. It doesn't really matter to them, yeah. Yeah. So my dog has gone through 14 rounds of chemo with minimal side effects. Sometimes between the second day and the fifth day, she might have a little bit of nausea, but I would, she would have a drug like on Dancitron or something to help with the nausea. It sounds like you start to accumulate a pretty large bit of medical knowledge when you have to go through something like this. Yeah, I'm a pharmacist, so I actually had a background in osteosarcoma or bone cancer with people because I worked at St. Jude years ago. And that knowledge, I think, did help when it came to making decisions for my dog. So, ladies, what does this particular walk mean to you? I mean, it, it, you know, it's certainly 
exciting and certainly visually magnificent, but, but why this? What, what, what do you think this is going to mean to people? I think it's going to raise awareness. I think cancer is a disease that a lot of people have and a lot of people are dealing with on an everyday basis and it gives people hope and it puts the word out there. So I think that is what it's mostly going to do. Raises awareness. Why a big guy with two big uh, great Pyrenees dogs? <laughs> well, it's a perfect combination. I mean, he's got the ability to raise awareness and to raise funds in the future. I mean, they're so gentle and beautiful. They catch everyone's attention. You can't not like these dogs. No, they are beautiful. American Bulldogs. I don't think everybody would like my dogs. But. Oh, no, no. There's a lot of Bulldog lovers here. I, I love them as well. American, yeah. oh, the American Bulldogs are not, not the one with the, the face. Right. Mine are bigger and taller. Mine look kind of like pit bulls, and there are some people that just, that just don't like them, you know. But they're so cuddly and beautiful, you can't. <laughs> okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, they are very pretty. They're, they're like a big thing of muscle, they're though. They're good with all types of people. You know, so it's a perfect combination to do this job. They think they're lap dogs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, well, uh, we're actually passing the Museum of Modern Art, and like I said, there's some, you know, somewhat uh, surprised looks on the faces here as, as Luke's making his journey. And uh, we'll wrap up in a moment, but I want to say thank you ladies for speaking with me and tell me how people can visit and learn more about this great cause. I go to the website, www.2dogs2000miles.org. Yep, people can go there. There are different uh, articles about Luke, different uh, publications or different media that have covered Luke's effort, and there's a lot of information out there on Luke and his cause and, of course, Hudson and Murphy's cause. So. And just one more time, repeat the website for us. It's www.2dogs2000miles.org. And, and we're spelling out the two? It's in the number In two. other words, T-W-O? No, www, number two, number 2000miles.org. Okay, gotcha. Now, I just want to make sure because sometimes there's different uh, things there. Okay, but we'll put it up on the website as well. So thank you, ladies, and uh, keep warm. Thank you for talking thank to Thank you us. for talking to All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts 
of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? So, we're back with Luke and Murphy and Hudson. And uh, as always, they're attracting an adoring crowd. And um, they are... Do you have any idea why these dogs are here? Uh, apparently to attract awareness, uh, raise awareness about pet cancer. What do you think of them? Aren't they gorgeous? They're beautiful. Oh, They're lovely. All right, so Luke, we're going we're gonna to sign out now and let you go. Now you're on your way to Boston, right? Well, actually, we'll be in the city for a while. I'm going to go home for the holiday back to Texas. My family's in Texas being transported back there for a week or so. We'll be back up uh, to Manhattan, the area. The first week of January, I'll be doing some events in the area through the 1st of February, and then we'll start um, making our final push to Boston around then. So you'll see us around the city for a while. If you see a big guy and two big fluffy white dogs, stop by, say hello, give some hugs and kisses to the boys. Now, is there a way, we, like on your website, we could kind of track where you are? Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, our website is 2dogs2000miles.org. It's the number 2 dogs two zero 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 miles.org and if you go to our homepage, we have links to twitter we've got thousands of followers on twitter and sign up um add us as a friend on facebook too uh actually facebook is the best way to hear stories see pictures from the road um we've got a ton of stories on there so um that's the way to find out where we're at and what's going on okay great so then you're gonna be in manhattan area i'm sorry repeat one more time going home going home yeah next week and i'll be back the first week of january be here through the first of february okay and then it's on to boston on to boston yeah we've got about 200 plus more miles to go this whole thing will be a two-year 2300 mile walk wow and and the dogs seem to like it that's the ideal life for a dog (laughs) you know birds fly fish swim dogs walk that's the way it goes so now, Luke, in addition to, you know, the fact that you're kind of hard to miss, you also have a, a very multicolored hat that says Vectra on it. Are, are you also, like, from the Starship Enterprise? Or? <laughs> no, this actually has quite a lot of meaning for us. Uh, Vectra is made by a drug company called uh, Summit Vet Farm, based in New Jersey, and uh, it's, a, it's really a, an important story. We were in Ohio, and it was one of the worst tick seasons on record. And uh, I pulled 120 ticks off of Murphy you know, over two days. Aww. And I know, I know. And you know, ticks, I mean, they carry some of the deadliest diseases out there. So it was so awful that Hudson and Murphy would bring the ticks into our tent, and I'd be pulling them off myself. So I called my... You t- have a beard, too. That's right. They were, they were crawling <laughs> my beard and my hair. And so I, I called Ginger, really my volunteer that helps out with the walk, and and I said, you know, if we don't solve this problem, you know, I don't think I can endure this for another month or two. So a uh, veterinarian recommended a product called Vectra, and uh, we put it on Hudson & Murphy. Never had a single tick enter our tent or on Hudson & Murphy since then. So. Ooh. 
<laughs> oh my! Look. No, he just has a problem with dogs walk by him. He just. <laughs> anyway. No that. problem. Well, I'll tell you the fact that. So that's a topical medication, or is that an oral medication? Uh, that's right. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just something you put on. Uh, actually, you apply it to the, to their backs. And what's cool about that is it completely, like, and totally repels ticks. And it was just, it, it really saved the walk. Um, so. I'm very proud that uh, Summit Vet Farm is uh, one of our sponsors and supporters and very proud to wear the hat too. Well, I'll tell you, and to, guys, I'll show you some pictures on the internet that Janine's taken out, but to say that the ticks were completely gone from these two magnificent animals that are basically made out of hair is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Luke. Thank you. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.